90s Now with Kelly Alexander and Sharon Hyland. Hi, you guys. Hello, Sharon. The three amigos and amigas are back. Yeah, bro. Yes. Hey, Kel, what's going on? Um, well, I have to say last week, uh, I want to just thank all of our listeners who sent us uh, in little messages wishing me well with my um, recovery from gum graft surgery. <laughs> it, was, uh, it, it was a challenging week, I have to say. Like, it wasn't, obviously, there's way worse things in life than a gum graft, so I, I realize the level that it was at. But I will say that it was um, a challenge to eat for most <laughs> of the week, and it was just annoying. Like, yeah. It's just, well, you look amazing today. You don't sound. Thank you. You sound like you've fully recovered. Yeah, I'm not fully, but I'm. I did see the dentist on Monday, this past Monday, and uh, <laughs> he's taken out the stitches, and he says that it's heading in the right direction. So that's all uh, good. But I have to say, like on the weekend, it was my um, my radio show, and I think I told you guys last week when I I planned out the surgery, I made sure to do it on the Monday, so I had like five yeah. days to you know get some healing in before the show. I was exhausted on Saturday afternoon, like <laughs> from all the talking. And 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 as Sharon knows, like I don't talk a lot on our station because we're we're pretty. Qu- she does. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she does. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so it was funny because at the end I was like winded. I was like, whoo! I'll uh, I'll shut up now. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's funny. Well, it's because the gum graft is here. So who knew that like. This part of your mouth is just central to everything. Like you smile, it hurts because it pull, <laughs> yeah. it's pulling, like Brutal. the whole thing. And it was funny because I was talking to uh, a friend of mine today, and it's funny. And I, I'm sure you've noticed this too. Like, let's say you you bang your elbow or you break your toe or whatever. It's only oh, when I you do that do every these, day these things that you realize <laughs> like every little part of our body serves a purpose. And when it's not working, you're like not in a, pl- a good place. <laughs> so. Oh my gosh! No kidding. Yeah, and you only find it out. You only find out when you injure that thing how useful it is to you in your everyday life. <laughs> yeah, because like I, you know, Amen. I hurt my my toe once at karate, and like I was like, oh, I'll be fine. I was, no, <laughs> like, <laughs> I was limping for like a week. So you gave yourself your own crystal waters. Uh, nope. Yeah, nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, I'm glad that you're on the mend uh, you. and that uh, you're talking as much as ever. Yeah, and. Uh, <laughs> We're good to go for another fun show today. We've got a lot to get to. Um, as I scroll to the top of my page to make sure we don't miss anything, uh, oh. here's a question for you, somewhat redundant since we're going to talk about it, but is it too soon to talk about Christmas stuff? Absolutely. Yes. Yes, it is. But if anyone would make it okay, it's Mariah. So we're going to tell you what she's got planned uh, getting closer to the holidays. Uh, and that'll help brighten up uh, a sad time. We've got, we're going to talk about Matthew Perry and a brand new book from him. Um, we're also, we're also kind of dealing with some sad news that we got by the time of uh, this show airing. It's just been a few days since we found out about Leslie Jordan, the actor, uh, recording artist, author, probably best known for playing Beverly Leslie on uh, Will and Grace, just like the perfect nemesis to uh, to Karen Walker's character, uh, or the Karen Walker character, rather, played by Megan Mullally. Now, he was in a car accident, a single car accident. He hit a wall, and he died in that accident. So, startling news. Um, so, that's why I think that we should start there today. Mm-hmm. So to think of the greatness of just that one character, Beverly Leslie, and how uh, so how standout of a character it was for Will and Grace, but a long career 
for this great source of positivity. Like on social media, we saw uh, uh, posts by Megan Mullally and Sean Hayes and Aaron McCormick and Deborah Messing, all four of them, um, of Will and Grace cast, were uh, posted on social media to say that basically they were brokenhearted. Mm-hmm. And uh, all of not just the four of them, but many other people who posted seem to have uh, a tough time finding words to describe their sadness about his death. Uh, But what they did manage to do was find all positive things when they were able to find their words. So it was really, it's very touching and still very new and still very shocking because you guys watched him on Instagram. Also, he did a great amount of work to keep people's spirits lifted during COVID times when everybody was, super locked in at home and he took to Instagram and entertained us for, for the whole time, it seemed. And you know, what's funny. I saw all those videos during the, especially the pandemic. Yeah. And I had no idea that it was Leslie Jordan. Really? And I just noticed when you sent them the news article about what just happened and I went, Oh my God, it's the guy from TikTok." Yeah. 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 (laughs) <laughs> and I had no idea he was such an actor and everything. I just thought he was a random grandpa who got famous <laughs> during the pandemic on TikTok. And I'm like, I'm so stupid. <laughs> it's crazy. Now there's this whole world I can discover about him. I, I, had, I had no clue who he was. He went up something like he had like a, a few hundred thousand followers before yeah. pandemic and went up to like 5.8 million. Isn't that amazing? Which is amazing. Mm-hmm. And the one thing, too, that I noticed, and I don't know if you guys notice this, but, you know, obviously for what we do as living, like, I follow a, many celebrities of many different genres and realms and all that stuff. Yep. And I think this is legitimately the first person that's passed away in, I can't even tell you how long, and maybe ever, where there's so many different celebrities in different realms Yep. saying how much they loved him and what a great person he is. Like, that that was interesting to me. Like, what a great person he must have been if, like, Alice and Janney, Dolly yep. Parton, all the cast of, like you said, uh, Will and Grace, then the new show he was on with Mayim Bialik, Call Me Cat, they've taken a break from filming. Yeah. Like, every person, like, just people you didn't even think would be connected to him have put out messages saying they're brokenhearted. So he must have just been an absolutely lovely human to be around. Well, the album that he recorded, uh, I think we're coming up on a year, called Companies Come In, uh, Southern Music. And, of course, Dolly Parton was gracious enough to be on that. But the the people that he worked with on that, Brandy Carlisle on that, too, Tanya Tucker, like these great big names just drawn to the the kindness and the genuine nature of, of Leslie Jordan. And the album's really cool. It's very... Mm-hmm. Yeah, heartsy, rootsy, but more like he can tell it's from the heart that he loved what he was doing and that the people that he spent the time with to make it also loved what they do. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's sad. And his timing, like, on Will and Grace is just bananas. Oh, god. You know, and it's funny, too, because, like, I saw the list of all the sitcoms he was on in the 90s, too. It was, like, every single sitcom he was on, basically, Hearts of Fire. Like, it just... One sitcoms I'd forgotten were even on the air, you know? Yeah. And there's one line, and I don't remember exactly how it goes, but it's with Will and Grace. And it's, again, a scene with uh, the Karen character. And, like, he's something to the effect of, like, I smell gin and regret. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, <laughs> best line ever. Just so good. So good. They were just so great. They played off each other so well. Just, just both characters so extreme within this confines of, like, normal friendship, you know, the way Will and Grace was set up, that it mm-hmm. was so neat to be able to celebrate how 
how quirky both of them were and how much sense they both made. Yeah. It would have been cool uh, to have him. And I don't know if he did because he, he might have uh, been a guest on Golden Girls. That would have been, been great. That would have oh been gosh. sick. Yeah. What, what was cool was that uh, he acknowledged that he, you know, did have the followers that he did on Instagram and TikTok because a friend of him told him, you, you're viral. You've gone viral. He's like, no, 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 I'm, I don't have COVID. <laughs> 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 like not fully grasping what he was doing. And then by the, obviously by the end of it, he was a, a champion video maker. And it was just like a little source of a little boost of positivity anytime mm-hmm. you saw him on social media. So I will yep. definitely miss that. But you know what? The best part about social media is that that stuff lives there. Yeah. So we'll have access to it. Yep. Yeah. And may he rest in peace. Mm-hmm. I read something else that uh, actually it was a post on on his Instagram page that uh, they're going to share bits of what he'd been working on most recently, which he was very proud of. So we can look forward to that, too. Okay, great. Cool. Yeah. So from that, I think we need the lift of uh, some trivia, Kel. Here we go. 90s. <laughs> now. Trivia. Bing bong. It's so great to have the actual theme song back. <laughs> Along with Adam's triumphant return. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So we will start with a pop culture question. Um in 1992, McDonald's opened its largest restaurant to date in which Chinese city? Adam. Go, Adam. Beijing. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, nice Just one. go with the Chinese city you know. That is the yeah. only Chinese city I do know. <laughs> My geography so, is not strong. So that when you talk about China, I'm like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> but like, how big is it? Or it was big in 1992, so it might not be the biggest. Maybe, but I think Beijing today. is still the largest city over there. I feel like that's the the gym. Yeah. I'm amazed by McDonald's. Yeah, there's a McDonald's near our house that's been there 50 years, just about. Mm-hmm. Um, and any time of the day that we drive by it, there's a line at the drive-through. Any time of the day. Yeah, like they're printing when- money. At this point. It's incredible. Like, we went the other night because Deb was having a craving for a a chocolate sundae. And it was, like, quarter to ten. Line up. Yeah. Well, that's that's Sunday hour. Well, like, and and line up on the inside, too. Like, what is happening? Yeah. Bananas, but good for them. There's a a McDonald's in my hometown, and it's been there since I was born. Like, it's been there forever. And and now they've added two drive-thru lanes. Like it's, and they have two, I think they even have two stories now. Like it's, it's impressive. And yeah, it's always busy. And sometimes too, when I, cause it's near the, um, the highway. So when you come into the town, like you see it as you're kind of going up on this overpass thing and like, yeah, at all times of the day it's packed. And every time I think like, oh, it it might not be busy now. No, it's always busy. Mm. (laughs) Oh no, it's busy. (laughs) Yeah. I have to say like, I love a good McFlurry. Yeah. Mm, they have nice. a good utility ice cream. Like, it gets the job done. Know what I mean? <laughs> utility ice cream. <laughs> it's not as good as a blizzard at Dairy Queen, but it's... Oh. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Do that's they have Dairy something. Queens in the States? Yeah, right? That's, it's not a, it's not yeah, a Canadian sure. thing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cool. You know what's interesting is uh, my better half, who is legit I- Irish, does not call it a McFlurry. She's like, let's go get some McFlurries. I'm like, what? 
<laughs> and so we get into these arguments over how it's pronounced. And I'm like, look, you're in Canada. It's McFlurry. She's like, well, it's McFlurry, just so you're clear. I'm like, okay. Wow. So. You've been schooled. Yeah. And she also says that over in um, Ireland, during the heyday of Dynasty, it was pronounced Dynasty. Wow. Hmm. She probably also says vitamin, too, I she bet. She does, yeah. <laughs> and she also says, and I can never say it. Like, you know how we say tomato? She's tom- tomato. tomato. Yeah, tomato. Yeah. What about potato? Potato? Uh, she calls them spuds. <laughs> <laughs> She's a quirky. Say it. <laughs> She's a quirky gal. Yeah. Yeah. I like her. Yeah. She's... <laughs> you like her so much, you call her Yelaine. It's great. Yelaine. Yeah. <laughs> good anyways but that's what's funny too because there's all these like proper like fancy words and then s- spuds I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and she also calls me and anyone else who claims to be like of heritage of like irish background yeah. um, pl- plastic patties <laughs> plastic patties oh nice because they it. make fun of like you know like all of us at the parade in march like you know holding up all these you know signs and so there's so we're called plastic patties Wow. Yeah. She's hardcore, man. She is harsh. And like, so for example, too, like my whole life, I've been told that I'm like of Irish heritage, right? Like my whole life. And so I remember when we first met, she's like, just so we're clear, Alexander is not an Irish name. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, but like we legit came like I, you know, I, my, my great grandmother was almost on the Titanic. Ooh. You know, like she just, for some reason, she missed that. Good thing, thing she wasn't. Yeah. It's a good thing she wasn't or I wouldn't be here. Um, <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, so like, so, you know, we've, we've come from there. And so she's like, just so you're clear, it's not. So then like, I actually did some digging and like, in effect, she is right. We are probably, I think we were British. Then we went to Scotland and then over to Ireland. So like, I Mm. am from Ireland, but Alexander, definitely not, um, an Irish name. Can't tell her that. No. So then I said, well, just call me (laughs) McAlexander. And that didn't go over well. Yeah, and she said it's Mac Alexander. Exactly. She also made fun of my brother's name because his name is Sean, which is like Irish name, right? Yeah. But apparently, it's not Irish enough because he doesn't spell it uh, S E A N. Uh, he, oh. he spells it S A U N, and she literally goes like this: "What's that?" <laughs> <laughs> and so I told my brother; oh. he was legit sad. He was like, well, oh. well, "What do you mean?" Like he was like, "I'm like, it's okay, Shawnee. It's all right." It's okay, we're going to have to change the spelling of your name. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> anyway, she completely dashed my hopes of life in Ireland, so it's great. <laughs> and in effect, anyways, I've been over there. It's very pretty. It's damp a lot, though, so I don't think I could live there full time. Gets you right in the bones. It's very damp, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Kel. Um, yep. I think uh, she forgot there's another question. I she think she ask just, uh, I can see the hearts in her eyes. <laughs> Here she we are. Question number two. Uh, finish the title of this awesome educational video game series. Wait, wait, wait. It's an educational video game series? Yes, yeah, so you need to finish it. Ready? Okay. Yes. Um, where in the world is? Sharon. Yep. Carmen Sandiego. There we are. Who's Carmen Sandiego? She's a traveler. She's got a backpack. <laughs> okay. She just, she's everywhere. So does Dora. Oh, Dora wait. the Explorer. Dora the Explorer Isn't has the Carmen backpack. Carmen San Diego, she had, uh, what was her, a dude? Isn't Is Carmen San Diego a dude? Carmen's a girl's name. I feel like wait. it's a dude in this. How much you want to bet? Um, ten you bucks. Because I'll come up with the answer. Ten bucks. Diego is her friend. Ten bucks. Ten bucks? Yep. And you think Carmen San Diego is a dude? In the Yeah, I feel like it is, No. 
Well, I'm going to look forward to my $10 bill. Okay. Is it? I think Kelly owns a share in $10. I th- yeah. Okay. Good. Oh, Carmen. Yeah. Well, she looks like a gal. I mean, who knows? She got bangs, a little sassy do. I think right? I'm. I th- you know she's what? She's got I, a you know red can- dress, a red hat, some red hair. You know what I just realized? So, Sharon, I will give you your money. Um, <laughs> uh, you know what I just realized I confused Carmen with? What? Where's Waldo? Wal- Waldo, yeah. <laughs> Isn't he a dupe with a striped sweater? Yeah. Blends yeah. In really well. Remarkably well. You know who's laughing? <laughs> They're behinds off right now. Rachel, Carolyn, Shane, Ginger Bear. Yeah. yeah. We we had such worldly qualities to us until that moment. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I might as well take this opportunity <laughs> to apologize for last week because last week, remember, we talked about Sade and how yes. like new music. And I honestly, it was only after the episode was over and because we had that whole discussion about how like there should be no R in there. Right. And I totally know this. I know it's Sade and how it came out as Sade when I think I first said it. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I was like, I was like appalled and disappointed with myself the whole like week. I was like, you <laughs> I gave know, myself this. a timeout. But you know what's funny is I, I blame it on the fact that that uh, Sade and her band Sade have been gone for twelve years. So it's like, oh yeah, there's there's always a reason. There's that. There's always yeah. a reason. Anyways, <laughs> do you want your ten dollars in pesos or in Canadian dineros? <laughs> uh, surprise me. Okay, it's <laughs> yeah. funny. I love winning. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> so we've determined that it might be a little bit soon for this, but season's greetings, you guys. Yeah. I'm fine with it when we talk about music. I'm fine about it in October. Exactly. Especially yeah. when we've got, you know, like extended summer conditions here in Montreal mm-hmm. and no complaints because I was just legit raking fall leaves in shorts and a tank top. So... That's not bad. Um, and even better, though, when you consider that Mariah Carey and the beautiful voice on All I Want for Christmas is You mm-hmm. will get starting, uh, will start to play in another couple of weeks or so, which is exciting. Uh, and she's got shows booked, right, Kel? I can't believe it. She's coming to Canada. Wow. Pretty incredible. When's the last time she came over here? I saw her in 2009. I'm not sure if she's been back since. I think there was a show, what I read was that there was a show in uh, 2016, like a Christmas unveil show for a, a business in, in Toronto? Canada. Yeah, in Toronto. So yeah, she's oh, coming like back a, to Toronto, which is a cool. Co- a corporate show, not a... Right. Oh, okay. I think it was The Bay, something that The Bay did. Yeah, because this, a... this time she's going back to um, the Scotiabank Centre, right? Like the big arena, yeah. right? So the big arena, exactly. Mm. Uh, so that'll be cool. That show's happening on Sunday, December 11th. And then a couple of nights later, she's doing a couple of shows in New York. Can yeah. you imagine how festive it's going to be? I really mm-hmm. want to go to the Toronto show. Me too. I really do. Maybe, maybe we could use that $10 to put to yeah. the ticket. <laughs> oh, you're going to need that $10 back. <laughs> Here's our down payment. Yeah. <laughs> it's a 10. <laughs> yeah. It's probably going to be $9,000 to get a ticket to like her. Oh, it's going to be at least five, six hundred. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh my at God. least. And yeah. those won't be good tickets. Yeah. Oh but she's, I think God. I told you this before, and I don't know, Adam, if you know this, but when I did see her in 2009, so she was late, right? To like our, our uh, so like New York has Madison Square Garden, like Montreal, ours is the Bell Center. Right. And she, I think it was at least 30 minutes, if not 45 minutes late. And she rocks on stage in this like bedazzled gown or whatever. And like, you know, I was like, I love her to pieces, right? Absolutely love her. But I was like annoyed. I'm like, you know, 
I have to work tomorrow. You know, what, what's going on here? And I'm <laughs> yeah. sure I wasn't alone. But the minute she sashayed out on stage, she's like, Montreal, I'm sorry, but I'm a diva. Uh-huh. And like, wow. And you forgave her and it was fine. And how late was she? At least 30 to 45 minutes. That's a lot late. Yeah, that is a lot late knowing that, you know, it's, it's like, because normally headliners start at nine, right? So, yeah. Yeah. Wow. But she was worth it. Just like I forgave Erica Badu when she was late. Yeah. Mm. But that was more than half an hour, though. That was like an hour it? and something. I think I told yeah. you I couldn't feel my legs at that point. Yeah. I was freezing. Yeah. Wow. It was May we 6th out- of like, what year was it now? I could, 2006. And it was outside. And I literally, fr- like my legs started to freeze from the ankle up because it was, I was standing in the same spot for like an hour and a half. Oh, my god. And gosh. shout out to the Roots because they had opened and they stayed on for her until her bus got lost or something ridiculous. Oh, wow. Yeah, Bus but got lost. That's what we were told. Yeah, that sounds like something all made up, probably. But yeah, then again, but- she sashays out on stage and she starts playing the drum like she had this drum thing, Erica. And like again, in three seconds, I'm like, it's forgiven. Like I was. Yeah. Like- <laughs> <laughs> Imagine though, our bus got lost. Well, when did you get there for your yeah. show that night or day or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, You're but there's usually roll and in either. dropped off at the stage door. <laughs> yeah, because exactly. they usually roll in the night before, right? Usually they usually yeah. roll in. So, yep. Anyways, wow. oh, what we suffer through to see the greats. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like Lauren Hill. Lauren Hill. <laughs> yeah, man, she didn't have a watch. Have you? Have either of you seen her perform live? I have not. I I would no, love to. I haven't. I have not. The only time I saw her live was in uh, Dave Chappelle's movie. Oh, block party. Uh, block party, which I think I recommended to you, and I don't think you've seen it yet because <laughs> you're nodding as if we've had this conversation. I have ten dollars coming your way. Don't bug me. <laughs> <laughs> you can spend it on renting it. You could probably find it okay. uh, on online for free somewhere. But it's very good. Like I think you'd really like it. Oh, I'm I'm sure I would. I just have to get there. Yeah, I hear you. Is it on YouTube? You think? I would bet that. Okay. I'll, I'll bet yes on that one. Or Tubi. Tubi's another good one. You ever watch anything on Tubi? I have not. No. Is that free? Tubi's, it's free. Okay. And, uh, you know, they'll stick commercials in there. But it's it's not offensive, you know? Like, it's you're you're watching your thing, whatever the show, documentary, mm-hmm. movie, whatever, and then, zoop, commercial comes in, and then, zoop, goes out. No problemo. Okay. Hmm. I like it. I like it, too. Uh, the opposite of no problemo... Uh, Matthew Perry. Yeah. And his long history with substance abuse. Now, he's telling his story in a brand new book called Friends, Lovers, and the Big Terrible Thing. Imagining that the big terrible thing is his addiction to uh, to a long list of drugs that uh, he basically needed to get through the day. What was the description that he needed? 55 uh, Vicodin a day? A day. So he had to, you know, wake up knowing that he would need 55 to get through the day, and then he'd have to figure out how to get that. And then he's he's quoted as saying, when you're a drug addict, it's all math. So, whoa. That's crazy. And he yeah, was he had on a bunch vodka, of doctors and right? crazy. And he was drinking yeah. at the same time. Yeah. So incredibly, I find it incredible that um, that he had his issues, certainly through friends. So we know that as fans of the show, you can watch Friends and see see him, you know, lose the weight and then gain the weight. So you knew that he was, you know, he had going downhill when you're losing that much weight that fast. He looked gaunt. And then he'd, you know, 
come back and he was a little plumper, a little healthier looking. You can see that uh, knowing that his issues uh, with drugs started when he was 14 years old. Troubling. Yeah. I really don't know how he's not not easy. I really don't know how he's not dead. I would bet he doesn't know that either. Thinking that even just as soon as 2018, where he had to have emergency surgery because of a perforated colon. Mm -hmm. Emergency surgery, because that, I don't, yeah, I'm not a biologist or a doctor or anything, but the colon is where, you know, our stuff filters out of us, right? So Mm -hmm. if if you've blown that, if there's a hole in that, you know, not good things are going into your system. Mm-hmm. So he had to have that surgery quick. Apparently, the success rate for that was 2%. He was in a coma for five months so that they could fix that. He ended up having to wear a colostomy bag for nine months. Wait, he was in coma for two weeks, but stayed in the hospital for five months. Oh, thank you. Just wanted to, That's, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but imagine five that. months in a coma. Wow. Well, that sometimes happens, right? Yeah, when they you're put right. you into you're a right. coma. You're absolutely right. To keep you there so that your body doesn't, yeah. so that it can regulate, regulate rather. Um, but yeah, so to be in the hospital for five months, two weeks of that, I imagine that was an excruciating two weeks for his family. Mm-hmm. Um, but he talks about how he'd get the drugs, about faking back injuries, faking headaches, going to eight doctors at the same time for drugs like Vicodin, Xanax, Oxycontin, just like, you know, we're not talking about Advil. You know, that was a full time job Well, exactly. (laughs) And he said, um, it's exhausting, but you have to do it. You have to get the drugs because once your body gets used to that level of pain meds, you need to have it or you get very, very sick. So it's a bit of a catch 22 because by taking it, you're actually getting very, very sick by not taking it. You feel very, very sick. So it's a completely gross, addictive thing. Yeah. Um, what did he say? Also, he said that it wasn't like. He was a big partier or anything. He said he would take five Vicodin and watch a movie. And that was heaven for me, he said. It no longer is, which is really great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and likely a large part of the movie, uh, the movie, maybe there will be a movie, but a large part of the book is what I meant to say. Uh, I find it interesting that he also described his, uh, why he broke up with Julia Roberts, why he broke up with her, that... Basically, it boils down to insecurities, and he never felt good enough for her, and that he thought she would eventually come to that on her own. So, I did. I did like that. He. It seemed to be a little bit lighter when he said, and when he tried to describe the look on her face when he was breaking up with her. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I can't. But, uh, but it, it. Like he. Yeah. It sounds like his whole life he's had confidence issues. You know, or self-esteem yeah. issues or whatever. And you know what's crazy is, like, I remember in 2018 when we got the news that he was, you know, and little old me, I actually believed him that it was the whatever problem they said it was, a stomach issue, which it, in the end, I guess it was a stomach issue. But Ultimately. Because I thought he was sober at that point. I didn't think he had, was off the rails again because he had, but I guess he just keeps doing this, right? So I yeah. I really thought he was sober. And um, I remember seeing him on, uh, I think it was West Wing. Like he did a guest starring on that for like a few oh, months yeah. back in the day. Yeah, yeah. He was amazing on it. He was so good in that um, show and obviously amazing on Friends. And anything I've seen him do, like he really, whether it's serious or comical, like he can do it. And so you feel bad knowing that he clearly has, you know, self-confidence issues or whatever because he really is good at being an actor. Yeah, he's very good. What was that other show? There was another... Um... Another show that was set around like the NBC building that he was in also. 
Oh, was he? I don't remember. I know. Didn't he have a short-lived show as well? Something about sunshine, Mr. Like something of the sunshine, something. Something of the sunshine. There was something about sunshine, Mr. Sunshine, or something. He was in it. Studio Uh, sixty. Mr. Sunshine. Yeah, Mr. Mr. Sunshine. Sunshine. Yep. There it is. Now, what's the other one? What am I looking for here? Uh, The Friends reunion was in so twenty twenty one, and I remember even that he seemed a bit sketchy. Yeah. And he was supposed hearing, to have been sober uh, by that point, but I don't know. He looked jumpy, so he might have still been coming down, right? Like That could be. Or because if it was only three months in, let's say, of being sober, I'm sure every day is a struggle at that point. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So. so Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. I think that's what it was. Oh, that sounds yeah. right. Yeah, it was the Aaron Sorkin show. Yeah. That was exactly in 2006. Was. Yeah. Then he that had a, a show, show called Go On in 2012. I don't remember yeah. that. Hmm. But it's it, like I. It'd be nice if he actually, after all this, if he wants to, I, you know, he doesn't need, clearly need the money. But if he actually found a good show to get on, well, funny that you say he doesn't need the money. If he spent what he says is about nine million dollars trying to get sober, that's just on trying to get sober. Imagine the money he spent on the drugs. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of millions of dollars. Yeah, but just think about how much they're raking in on residuals, right, for re- reruns of Friends. Like, for sure, they all have a good a good kickback for that. But how much, though? Like, I'd love to – it's not in my business, but I'd love to know how much because $9 million is not a little bit of dollars. You know No, what I mean? but you, were, you would have thought, too, he was commanding a big salary when he was on Friends, and then he must have been commanding for the shows he did do. Uh, some serious quote. I mean, nine million is a lot of money. So, you know, I don't think he's living high on the hog necessarily, but I'm sure he's still on a hog. Yeah. He's still got a hog. <laughs> he's still on a, a bit of um, a hog. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> yeah. So. That's the way they talk, by the way. Yeah. On the hog. <laughs> Just so you know, each cast member receives 2% of royalties. Okay. Um, hmm. In 2015, USA Today reported that Warner Brothers earns $1 billion a year for Friends. Though that ends up being $20 million a year per actor so on the cast. So he's good. He's good. Okay. So I he's think fine. he's okay. He's good. Okay, good. Per year, let me yeah. Yeah. <laughs> emphasize. Adam, our little mathematician, I love it. That's very good. We were so yeah. lost when you were gone, Adam. Uh, without the Google page, what That's would it. I be? Those two shows were, were um, devoid of many statics, uh, statistics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then us saying, um, like, do you think theme song's in there, Sharon? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it is. <laughs> no wonder Ginger yeah. Bear's like, this show's not the same without us. <laughs> I'm back, guys. I'm back. I'm here. Oh, Thanks. my God. <sighs> All right. Well, how about we do a 90s rewind? Let's do it. Let's do Let's it. Let's do this. Um, and we'll go back 25 years. Uh, that would be 1997. Look who's showing off, eh? Nice. Didn't, nice. didn't even need Google for that. <laughs> that was all in here. <laughs> Steel trap, eh? Uh, we're going to go back to Mariah also because 25 years ago, Mariah's uh, Butterfly album gave us the sweet and groovy Honey Mm. I love that song. That uh, came to us in the summer of 1997, was still pleasing us at around this time in 1997. And she worked with Puffy on that one. Mm-hmm. That's when he was Puffy. Yeah. Uh, Sean Puffy <laughs> Combs actually was pretty busy making music back then. And we heard that on Mo Money Mo Problems. That was a notorious mm-hmm. B.I.G. tune that he did, produced, uh, rapped on, uh, along with Mace. 
with Biggie. Mm -hmm. And of course, there was a real strong female presence on the radio at that time, thanks to Fiona Apple's Criminal. That was a big deal. Forgot about Fiona Apple. Uh, Sarah McLaughlin's Building a Mystery. Mm -hmm. How about that? How about Sean Colvin, Sonny Came Home? Oh, that was a great song. Yeah. Great song. Think of all those people, I think, were on uh, the bill at some point for Lilith Fair. Uh, and even Paula Cole with I Don't Want to Wait, which she'd also uh, enjoy some royalties off of because that became the theme song to Dawson's Creek. That was such a great song. And who wasn't a freak for the creek? Yeah. <laughs> I was. <laughs> Here's my impersonation of Felicity. Uh, not Felicity. Carrie. Um, do it. What's her last do name? it. What's her uh, last name in real Felicity, life? Felicity. Um, I was going to say Huffman. It's not Felicity Huffman. It's No, because the show was Felicity and her name is Carrie Russell. There That's it. Yep, 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 yep. So. Yep. Here's Carrie Russell entering uh, uh, the dorm. Hey. <laughs> that was no, a Matt, one word impersonation. Yep, that's it. <laughs> that was epic, Sharon. It could have yeah. been a great day. Hey. Yep. Or she could have been, you know, concerned about a, a, sh- uh, a mark. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's like when you talked about um whisper singing whisper talking exactly yeah 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 whisper singing i would also like to point out is that the end of uh, rewind or uh uh let me wrap it up and that's your 90s rewind. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> i just want to point out sharon's consistency a consist what the heck i can't talk it's still a problem anyways consistency it's the, it's the graphs. um we've been doing the show so we are in season 11 but it'll be officially uh 10 years on in november of the show, and Ten? Sharon has always, always, always loved Mariah Carey's "Honey." Always, like you, ah, you love it. You have never wavered on that. So, love it. Good job, Sharon. <laughs> and uh, two songs for you both to check out this week. Um, and our, and you know what I love, by the way, is that Rachel and Carolyn, our ardent listeners, always go check out my song selections Ooh. and then write about it. So, um, there's a DJ and producer named Azel. So E Z E L. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a the vocalist on that is Rona Ray. The song is called "Don't Know Yet." Did I tell you about this last week? You did, did you tell did. us about. Okay, that. my God, yeah. you have to check it out. And then <laughs> another new one though is Joel Corey and Tom Grennan, both UK artists. Oh, I um, loved I loved both of them. And they have a new song called Lionheart. Cool. And if you right. like the doo wop, Megan Trainer uh, just released her new album, "Taking It Back," I think it's called. And the song is called the single is um, "Made You Look." And yeah, it's amazing. She is back to her vintage Megan Trainer doo-woppy pop. Doo-woppy pop. That should be a so, genre, doo-woppy pop. It's no longer about the bass. Yeah. It's no. make, make She make, made you look. look. Did you watch the video, Adam? I've seen snippets of it. I I feel like she's all over every social media platform. Yeah, she's, she's very good. And like she put in that music video, so. she actually put a bunch of TikTok influencers uh, mm. in the video, which is very cool with her. It's, and it's very like sparkly and bubblegum pink. And it's it's a, if you need a boost, listen to Megan Trainor or watch Megan Trainor on that song. Yeah. Cool, man. Yep. yep. I'm in. Yep. I'm in. Thank you, ladies. That's all that I have. That was nice. Well, that's all I have, too. I've run out of paper. As I like to say, that's enough. (laughs) (laughs) As I like to say, that's enough out of you. Yeah. Until next week. Until next week. Yeah, thanks, you guys. And by you guys, I mean everybody that listens to this fantastic podcast. It's fantastic because you do that. We have fun doing it, that's for sure. But we appreciate that you find us wherever it is that you do that, wherever it is that you listen to your podcast. your podcasts. We appreciate it very much. Thank you for listening to 90s Now. 
still happening.